Hi, and welcome to the Church Unlimited podcast. Church Unlimited is a vibrant Bible-based church in North Lakes, Queensland that is passionate about helping people discover the genuine love of Jesus. If you're currently looking for a new home church, we'd love for you to join us for Sunday worship from 4pm at North Lakes State College on the corner of Discovery Drive and Joiner Circuit. We hope you enjoy this great message from our Sunday service and come for a visit someday soon. What a great night. I think you would agree with me that this has been pretty special. I think the kids have taken the cake. They are so fun. And uh, how's little, uh, uh, man, they're, they're, they were just, they were having a great time. Great time. Hey, um, now before we go any further, I do want to stop and acknowledge just all the team have put this together. Um, as you might be aware, uh, and I mentioned before, our church is in a unique season as we're preparing to move into our own building uh, just down the road. Well, most of our band have been spending every waking minute that they have down there preparing the site, clearing out, doing demolition work, and spending that same, uh, any off time preparing musically to be able to put this production together. I know that Liz Logan and the team have uh, worked tirelessly uh, to, to put this production together. And I, I know that Nadia King has done a lot of work with the set and stage design. I wonder if we could just put our hands together and thank them just for a moment. Not to mention, I, I think, you know, we've got some incredible talent in our church. But at the end of the day, we care about Jesus being lifted up and Jesus being glorified here at Church Unlimited. I love Christmas. Christmas is such a special time of the year for me. I uh, come from a place where it's very cold. So for me, it took a lot of adjusting to do to get used to warm Christmas. I, uh, my dad was just recently visiting with us and he, he was shaking his head going, is Christmas really next week? It's 42 degrees outside. How does that work? And uh, But we grew up uh, in North Carolina where we would get snow and Christmas for me was so special. We, we love to do the Chevy Chase Christmas vacation type house every year. My dad would tie a rope around my waist and fling it over the pitch of the roof as to somehow anchor me down as I would scurry around on the roof putting up all the Christmas lights. I love Christmas. It's also the time of year where all my favorite foods get served. I love Christmas food. It is the best. I was walking through Westfield just the other day, and as I was walking through Westfield, it, it dawned on me that all the music in the background was Christmas music, which is what you would expect to hear at a shopping center at this time of year. As I went from store to store, I realized most of these Christmas songs were actually Jesus-centered, Christ-centered Christmas carols. It really uh, stumbled me for a moment as we heard, Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Uh, moving on, the next song was, O holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. And I was so blown away that I was in the middle of our shopping center listening to these types of songs. And I looked around at people all around me and they had no idea what was going on. They were totally unaware of the songs that were taking place all around them. 
people were humming and and they were singing along because they're familiar with the lyrics but they they didn't really realize what was being said it highlighted to me the true status of humanity that God is in fact all around us and mankind is content to simply just do his own thing we have our fingers in our ears and we're happy in our own ignorance chasing our own trivial pursuits Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 tells us that God is standing at the door of our hearts knocking waiting for us to open that door and invite him into our lives the Christmas story is so special because it is it is the story of God coming to us when we couldn't get to him God has been standing at the door of your heart knocking waiting to get in in our Western culture faith is also often synonymous with weakness faith and Christianity are often openly mocked law after law is passed to try to remove God from society or at least confine him into a box the famous socialist Karl Marx was quoted saying religion is the opiate of the people or religion is the opiate of the masses faith is a crutch you often hear that you need the fantasy or an illusion to help you sleep at night go ahead take your religious pill it will help you sleep at night Jesus has been reduced to the same level as all of the fabled creatures unicorns hobbits Santa and even the elves he is supposedly according to the world a drug for people who can't cope with reality I couldn't disagree with that more I love the Christmas story because the Christmas story highlights to us the state of our humanity and God's need to intervene in our mess Jesus has a way of taking messes and making miracles my life is a testimony to that I don't think it's a coincidence in Scripture that God records some of the first people that come and visit Jesus are the Magi or the wise men and let me tell you the real wise men were nothing like those three yahoos that came up here just before The Magi are interesting to me because we see that the angels lead the shepherds and the Magi to Jesus. The shepherds were commoners of that time in that society. They were your everyday working class people, but the Magi, they were very different. The Magi were the upper class. The Magi were the elite. These men were very educated. Uh, they're known to be scholars and philosophers. They were very powerful, even political leaders. The Magi were extremely rich. Their, their gifts were extravagant gifts, over-the-top gifts for a baby in a manger, considering the position and the status that these men held. And yet these prominent men had an unusual experience. They saw something that captured their attention and they knew that they had to leave whatever
business they were conducting to go on a pursuit following a star to find truth and hope. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 6 tells us that those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. The Magi started out as naturally wise men, wealthy, powerful, and highly educated. But when these men saw the star, they knew that something significant was taking place. They knew that they could not continue with their old lives playing trivial pursuit, chasing after their own dreams and desires. They knew that they had to change and follow after this star. These men knew that they couldn't continue to trust in their money, their education, and their power. All the things that humanity calls wisdom. They knew that they had to seek after the one. The one that was being born. The one that all the prophecies told us was coming. They had to seek after the true King of Kings and the true Lord of Lords. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. It says, For you see your calling, brothers, not that many wise according to the flesh, not that many mighty and not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of this world to put to shame the mighty. And God has chosen the base things of the world. And the things which are despised, God has chosen. The things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. So that no flesh would glory in His presence. God has chosen the weak things, the base things, the simple things to shame what is seemingly wise. Too many people put all their wisdom and their stock and their value in temporary things that fade away. But the wise men have shown us the wisest thing that we can do is to pursue the true King, Jesus, because that is the thing that will remain. This is why the Magi are not just Magi. This is why they are wise men. That they would go all the way on that journey to a stable to find a baby that is not some common baby, but would be the one that would grow up to become the Messiah. They knew who he was, that Jesus came for all of humanity, for rich and for poor, for the powerful and for the common, that he would come for the foolish things, that he would come for the base things, that he would come for the simple things. Jesus came for the humble. In Matthew chapter 9, it says that when the Pharisees saw it, they said to, your, to, the, to the disciples, Why does your teacher, Jesus, eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. 
For I did not come to call the righteous, but I came for sinners, that they would be called to repentance. Jesus did not come for the, for the seeming healthy and self-righteous. Jesus came for those that knew that they were not right with God. Jesus came for the humble, the ones that were willing to bend the knee to say that, yes, I might have all the power, I might have all the money, I might have all the fame, I might have the boat, I might have it all. But at the end of the day, I need to bow the knee and humble myself before the true King. Too many people get caught up in their own self-righteousness. When Jesus says that the doctor came for the sick and not the well, I believe that everyone is actually sick. We have all been infected with a thing that is called the human condition. The human condition is simply that we are sinners that have fallen short of God's standards and God's glory and that we need to be forgiven and we need to be saved in Jesus. True wisdom at Christmas time is exactly what the Magi did. They left the things that seemed important to pursue true wisdom in pursuing Jesus. I believe that is what we are called to. There isn't any earthly wisdom or goods that can get you back to God. It is only through Jesus. We're at the greatest holiday season of the year. And I believe that we need to remember that Jesus Christ is the reason for this season. This is called Christmas. Well, sure, we love to say happy holidays and reduce it down to a fable. And a lot of people are very grateful for the public holidays that we Christians brought to the table. But at the end of the day, it's not about public holidays and barbecues. It's about knowing the love of God. There's a great scripture that says, greater love has no one lest they lay down their life for another. That's exactly what we see Jesus do. Jesus didn't come to the world to be celebrated. He came to the earth to die as the perfect sacrifice for you and I. And I believe that Jesus is asking us to respond to Him. How will we respond? Will we respond as King Herod did? King Herod was the king at the time who was greatly threatened by the coming of Jesus. He was so threatened that he killed all the young males under two years old just to keep Jesus out. I think there are a lot of people that have hardened their hearts so hard against God. And in doing so, they cut off every other thing to try to keep God out of their lives. There are a lot of King Herods still today. Then we also see in Scripture, there's the story of the innkeeper. The innkeeper who was so busy working on his business, chasing a buck, filling all the rooms in his inn, that he was so busy that he had no room for Jesus. So he stuck him out in the back. I think that's a lot of people today. We are absolutely 
sold out to chasing after things that don't matter in eternity. When Jesus is knocking at your door, I wonder if maybe we could respond like the Magi. Maybe you have prominence. Maybe you have a reputation. Maybe you have a bit of money. Maybe you're like a shepherd. Maybe you don't have any of those things. You're just keeping your head down and doing your thing. But the thing about the shepherds and the thing about the Magi is they knew when it was time to stop chasing after things that don't matter. And they knew when it was time to bend the knee before the King of Kings. And so what I want to ask you tonight is where do you position yourself with God? Is Christmas just another public holiday and a barbecue, some time off work? Or is Christmas the time where you stop and you say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your forgiveness. All of my wrongdoings and all of my shame and all of my pain have been forgiven and washed by your grace and by your power. If that's you here today, I would like to provide you an opportunity tonight to do business with God. I don't believe in coincidences or accidents. I believe in divine appointments. And I believe that tonight is a divine appointment. I believe that God purposed you to be here. Yeah, you might have got dragged along by your wife and your ear might still be sore. Maybe you came to watch one of your grandchildren or one of your loved ones perform in the show. Those might be the vehicle that God used to bring you here, but ultimately I believe that God brought you here tonight so that He could share with you His loving kindness and His grace and His mercy for you. Friend, you have to know that God is not angry with you. God is not angry with you. God is inviting you to come. He's inviting you to come and to do business with Him. There's a great verse that says if we would pray, if we would say a simple prayer and acknowledge God with our mouths and believe in our hearts, that He is faithful to forgive. I pray that this Christmas is a season of forgiveness for you. That it doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, or even what you've gotten up to. God is not like Santa. Santa keeps a list. He knows when you've been sleeping and He knows when you've been awake. He knows when you've been good and He knows when you've been bad. So you better be good for goodness sake. God's not like that. God's not keeping a ledger of all your wrongs. God is looking for whose name belongs to Him. And so before we go any further with the rest of the program, I, I would like to provide you an opportunity to do business with God right now. It's dark in here and nobody's looking around. Maybe we could just close our eyes just for a moment. Every person, I'm not asking if you're religious. I'm not asking if you want to join our church. But what I am asking is, where do you stand with God? Have you bowed the knee? Have you invited Him into your life? If you have not done that before, I would like to invite you to do that with me right here tonight. And the way that we're going to do that is I'm going to ask you in just a moment, who wants to be included in this prayer? And then together, all of us are going to pray this prayer. 
And if that's you and you want to be included in this prayer, just give me a little wave. I'll see your hand and then you can put it back down again. I don't want to embarrass anybody tonight, but I don't want to close this meeting without providing you an opportunity to do business with Jesus. The one who loved you so much that he was willing to come and offer his life as a sacrifice for you. So without further ado, I wonder who needs to pray that prayer tonight. Maybe you prayed that prayer once upon a time, but it's been a long time and and you know that tonight you're not right with God. If that's you, just give me a little wave. I'll see your hand. You can put it back down again. I see your hand. I see your hand. Maybe you're here tonight. You've never prayed that prayer before, but you know that God has been standing at the door of your heart and he's knocking. Would you open the door and let him in tonight? I want to include you in this prayer one last time. Who needs to pray tonight? Who needs to say, James, I I want to be included in this prayer. If that's you, just give me a wave. I see your hand up the back there. That's great. It's a few people. Awesome. The way that we do things here at Church Unlimited is I would like to lead you in a prayer. There's a number of people that have put their hands up and I don't know if you've ever prayed before. And so the way that we do things is I pray a little bit And then I ask you to repeat that prayer after me from a sincere place in your heart. Can we pray together tonight, church? Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me. You love me so much that you came to the earth and you died in my place as my sacrifice. Jesus, Forgive me of my sins. Help me to live right and follow you all the days of my life. Amen. Lord, for anybody who prayed that prayer tonight, I thank you, God, that your presence is coming into their lives right now. You are not angry with them. You are not ashamed of them. Lord, you're proud of them and you welcome them home into your family. Tonight, I ask you, God, that your presence would surround about them. That even when they go to sleep tonight, that that loneliness would be gone. That emptiness, that brokenness would be gone. Lord, that you are in the business of repairing and restoring lives. And so, Lord, we bend the knee tonight and we offer our mess. And we ask you to take our mess and to work a miracle. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, uh, if you've waved your hand and and prayed that prayer from a sincere place in your heart tonight, we would love to give you a Bible. And after service, we're going to be going outside and enjoying a bunch of food. And there are a number of our team that are wearing black Church Unlimited shirts. And we would love to get you a Bible. And we would love to pray with you. We're so glad that you joined us tonight. I want to invite the team to come and finish the rest of the show. God bless you. Come on.
Thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this message. We pray that you and your family are richly blessed in the love and grace of Jesus. If you're ever in the area, we'd love to have you join us for Sunday worship.